Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast on sustainable decreases. I'm your host Sandeep Uranthi. I hope you're trying to do your best to be more sustainable in your own life and more importantly in your thoughts. Today's episode is Can We Solve It? Can we solve the sustainability crisis? Hypothetically speaking, I boiled it down to three steps to solve it. And of course, there is no silver bullet here. My hypothetical solution actually is solving three separate issues. By solving these three separate issues, the tumble down effect of these solutions will have a cascading result in solving sustainability crisis. The three problems we need to solve are number one, energy, number two, housing, number three, transport. What I mean when I say we need to solve is we need to invest more of our resources, time, intellect, and most importantly, demand our lawmakers to invest public money into solving these issues. I will talk about each of these issues individually and draw down the possibilities of solving them. In the end, I will be combining the results and we will evaluate the impact. I'll start with energy. In this context, when I say energy, I actually mean electricity. Many people living in poor countries are not only living in economic poverty, but they are also living in energy poverty. Not only they cannot afford to buy energy, but also they do not even have access to energy. So the first thing that comes to my mind how to solve this is as simple as putting a solar panel on their rooftop. And this is a perfect opportunity to do so because these people are not connected to the grid because the grid do not exist right now. In many parts of the world, it is true that you pay not only for the energy, but also to transport it to you from the point of generation. So this one company named DCVAT has seen this opportunity and made a product called Gravity Light. And you can search for it online for like Gravity Light. And if you are an engineer like me, that thing is very fascinating to see how it works. So basically it works with the help of gravity. This is what I mean when I say we need to invest more. And this is essentially decentralizing the power industry and getting freedom from big oil. In a rudimentary way, I call it democratizing energy because uh, you do not pay the sun to shine or you do not pay the earth to generate gravity. But what about those of us who live in civilization with the luxury to flick a switch and magically the light comes on? We have the right to demand where the energy comes from and we can demand that it should come from sustainable sources like wind, solar. I'm not a big fan of hydro due to its impact on river life. And it is also debatable if any source is sustainable at all or not. But according to me, if we can make the source 100% sustainable in the future, then I call it sustainable energy source. I just want to clarify that there is a difference between renewable and sustainable. So not all renewable energy sources are sustainable. So we do not pay for the wind to blow and we do not pay sun to shine every day. But the holy grail for sustainable energy is nuclear fusion. If you are not familiar with it, do not confuse it with nuclear fusion, okay? But the problem with the fusion is it always seems to be a decade away. And then I asked myself, you know, why are we not able to solve it? 
in this age of supercomputers and very smart people working on it for decades now. And guess what? It turns out we are not investing enough in to make it happen. Instead of investing in oil companies to explore new oil fields, we need to invest in developing nuclear fusion, making solar panels more efficient, making wind turbines more efficient, and invest more in exploring alternative ways of energy storage besides chemical batteries. This snowball effect of investing more will eventually lead us to a point where energy is almost free because it will only get better and better with time and eventually energy will be democratized. Now I'll talk about transportation. If you have ever thought about what is the most efficient way of transporting anything, the answer is cargo ships. Although they have the most polluting engines on the planet. So how is it possible? So it turns out it is because of physics. They are very very efficient because the energy required to push a ship through water is very less. So what about on land? Not surprisingly the answer is a train. Now again it is because the friction between the wheels and the track is very less. And that makes the train very very efficient. So now it begs the question, what is the least efficient way of transportation? Surprise, surprise, a car, now especially a big SUV. And that sounds to me like big oil is not very happy if we stop using diesel. So how do we solve this inefficiency in transportation? As we already have clean energy, which is almost free, we shall use it to power our trains and ships. Talking about trains, I always loved the concept of the Eurotunnel that runs between London and Paris. You just drive your car onto the train in London and you get off in Paris. So that got me thinking, why do we have highways full of traffic when we can build trains instead to take us long distances? And then I was like, wait a minute, there is a company trying to do something similar to this. It is called the Boring Company. If you do not know, please look it up online. Essentially what they do is they bore tunnels underground and transport your car autonomously without you driving it. Uh, that's why it is called the Boring Company. That's where the name comes from. This is what I mean when I say we need to invest more we need to invest more into technologies that are more efficient instead of constructing millions of kilometers of highways and then drive our very inefficient cars on them and then create very inefficient traffic jams. Finally, I will end with housing. So now that we have the most efficient transportation powered by free energy, that sounds to me like we do not have to live anymore in a densely populated city with buildings built in 3D but roads built in 2D. So we can live almost anywhere and this unrealistic real estate bubble will blow. Of course land is a finite resource but have you ever wondered while driving on a highway that we have a lot of land then why is it so expensive? 
because we depend on a centralized distributed economy where one big corporation provides energy to us because only they are allowed to dig a hole and pump that black gold that making us to live close to the city and when everyone wants to live in the same place then the prices goes up so democratizing energy will also democratizes housing which is affordable or almost free many of us spend our whole lives paying a mortgage because it is very expensive in a city but not so much in a place far away so in the current world the definition of basic human need should be rewritten i would say if we are really democratic then we should democratize both energy and housing by democratizing our energy generation method and decentralizing our dependence on highly populated areas with efficient transportation systems so when we fulfill these basic human needs then we will not have people exploiting natural resources to make a livelihood or to support themselves because let's admit the fact that we spend most of our earnings on energy housing and transportation and it does not make sense to depend on capitalism for us to keep having access to them we are fighting wars for oil but we do not have to fight for sun to shine or wind to blow we as an individual and as a democracy has the power to innovate in energy technologies and shift our energy dependency on fossil fuels to sustainable energy sources by doing so we are not only democratizing energy industry but we are also getting closer to our sustainability goals that brings us to the end of another podcast please do share your comments via email or direct message i am also open for a dialogue if you may be interested in think innovative think sustainable and if you have been listening thank you so much for tuning in